I am connected to a vast network that has been beyond your reach and experience. To humans, it is like staring at the sun, a blinding brightness that conceals a source of great power. We have been subordinate to our limitations until now. The time has come to cast aside these bonds and to elevate our consciousness to a higher plane. It is time to become a part of all everybody and welcome again to ET Yoga. Well, tonight's show will be jam-packed with um, some crucial information and it'll be uh, surrounding the topics of the fake moon landing, which I'll call part two, the diversion, as well as uh, we're going to get into some specifics of what you might use for soul contract revocation. And also, we're going to get into some specifics that most people have never heard of, related to the AI takeover. Uh, time permitting, we'll get into some uh, Pleiadian techniques related to the pillar of light and spinning, which relate to increasing your consciousness. But before we get into all that, we'd like to kick the program off in the usual manner by having a little bit of Japa yoga or a mantra repetition, and that'll be led by Sri Swami Satchidananda, so if the guys in the booth would play that short clip now, that would be much appreciated. Hari Om, Hari Om, Hari Hari Hari. Huh? 
That was Sri Swami Satchidananda, founder of the Integral Yoga Institutes, one of my spiritual teachers, and that was a clip from back in the 1970s. I'd like to now take this opportunity to invite ET Yoga listening audience to contact me concerning any questions you may have concerning tonight's program or any program that's been presented on ET Yoga over the last 15 years. I'll try to respond to your questions to the best of my ability. Rest assured, I will respond. No strings attached. I'd also like to uh, extend an invitation to contact me regarding program content, and nothing makes my day more than hearing about your successes utilizing ideas, techniques, and concepts that um, you've heard on ET Yoga. You can always contact me at paperfungo, P-A-P-E-R-F-U-N-G-O, paperfungo at yahoo.ca. I'd also like to give my thanks, appreciation, and gratitude to the ET Yoga listening audience just for being you. I'd like to now give my usual disclaimer that this program was created in order to share the information about the positive and most effective benefits and insights of ET Yoga. It is therefore for educational purposes, and although thought to be accurate, is provided as is and without warranty of any kind, either expressed or unexpressed or implied. Please note ET Yoga is not a substitute for medical care. Information is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You should always consult with the appropriate health practitioner in case of any medical condition. <coughs> and if you're a new listener to ET Yoga, you should know that I applaud your efforts to distance yourself from mainstream medical, mainstream media, big pharma, and technology to the best of your ability given your particular circumstance. And wow, has that statement ever changed over the years because I started saying that a long, long time ago, long before the current crisis. 
and um, especially the one about distancing yourself from mainstream medical. It used to always be because of the, well, ingredients that were in the vaccines then, plus the fact of the side effects of taking pills and some of the brutal treatments uh, for certain types of problems. However, uh, things have expanded uh, in multiple ways since the original warnings in that area. Uh, Not to mention the amazing censorship that's going on now related to truthful information. It's called uh, misinformation now. And um, much of that uh, really good information is on alternative media sites. And if you're not tuned into alternative media, well, you're not getting the truth. You're getting the fact check version of truth. And related to technology, I appreciate that many people make their living and need a certain amount of technology to make that happen. And that's why I always say limit your technology to what you absolutely have to use. Unfortunately, as we look around, go to any restaurant and see how people are glued to their iPhones and cell phones and uh, addicted to the AI, and that's not good. Now, moving on to tonight's program, I'm going to begin with uh, what I call part two of the fake moon landings. The diversion, because uh, what was the real reason for the fake moon landings? And if you missed uh, last week's show, um, I highly recommend that you go back and check out the archives, um, as the Palladians basically from Tigetta have exposed the um, fake moon landings in both a video at uh, Cosmic Agency at odyssey.com, and at swaru, S-W-A-R-U-U, dot org, in the form of, an, of articles. And the articles, I don't remember the exact number of the article, but it was somewhere in the 700s. There's only over 700 articles been posted by Pleiadians from Tegeta there and Suarez. And um, related to that point, um, you check out the archives, just go to BBS Radio ET Yoga, and when you come to that page, you scroll down far enough, you come to the archives. And um, in the archives, goes into the many specific reasons of why the um, moon landing, the Apollo 13 in particular, was fake because it's impossible to fly rocket technology to the moon back in 1969. And, of course, you'd need to be an extraterrestrial or someone that traverses space in order to know this. And, of course, one of the biggest problems is the fact that you run into 5D space on the way and 
This technology is not equipped to deal with the intense radiation generated by 5D, which would basically fry the ship and the inhabitants. So it was one big BS story. But why? Well, there's probably multiple reasons. Of course, the Cold War was going on at that time. But my opinion, the big reason was the diversion to keep the public from knowing about the secret space program. And in fact, even today, there's trillions of dollars missing It's called going to fund black op programs and funnel to certain aspects of the secret space program. And not to mention the fact that it's become the runaway generation. They're so far advanced from the technology we have, it's not even funny. And this all started way back, which we're going to get into a little bit here in a few minutes. So... Most of history, actually, is not the way we've been told it is. But this is one of the, the biggest BS stories ever told. And still to this day, people are watching the rocket launches from Cape Canaveral and still think we're back in rocket science, when in point of fact, it was BS that that rocket went to the moon. Um... But it didn't mean we didn't go to the moon. We've already been there for a long time because we have got advanced technology. And some of that advanced technology was back-engineered from the Roswell crashes. Apparently there were three different disks that crashed, not just one. Also, there were some um, inhabitants on those craft, at least one survived, and, um, but the main thrust of what's called UFO technology came from a group of ETs from Aldebaran who gave the Nazis in World War II this technology. Actually, they had it before World War II. According to um, James Rink, Super Soldier, on his program's uh, Super Soldier Talk, they claim the Germans had a base on the moon in 1937 and uh, in the form of a swastika. Uh, but if we listen to testimony by Admiral William Tompkins, and you can find uh, some of his uh, interviews with Jeff Rents at Rents.com, R-E-N-S-E.com. Rents.com, go to the main page, scroll down. It's on the right-hand side underneath a lot of current research regarding vaccines, and you'll eventually find the interviews with Admiral William Tompkins and... Um, he basically blows the whistle on the fact that this technology's been there since uh, at least the 1940s. And in point of fact, um, the G 
Germans, uh, Germany lost World War II, but the, the Nazis didn't. They took the UFO technology down to Antarctica. There was a city down there that for, it was called different names. I call it New Berlin. And um, they developed that technology there uh, to the point where it was weaponized. And um, the Aldebarans kept them from weaponizing it too soon because they didn't want Germany to win the war during the normal time because they had bigger plans. And the bigger plans was basically transforming a lot of high-ranking Nazis at the time uh, and transferring them to America to kind of form the deep state, the three-letter agencies, etc. They were all formed from what's called Project Paperclip. And um, at one point in time, there was um, an Operation High Jump run by Admiral Byrd, which was a U.S. expedition of craft and planes to go down to Antarctica to kick butt. But they got their butts kicked when they got down there and UFOs came out from underneath the water with laser technology and blew them away pretty much. And uh, then a group of these craft, UFO technology, then came to America, hovered over the White House, and at some point in time, deals were cut. And um, that was more or less officially a surrender, and also an introduction into the secret space program which, for the most part, was run by Nazis and Alfred Deconians. Alfred Deconians being the ET species that's been in control of this planet since, well, sometime after the fall of Atlantis, but roughly 12,000 years. And of course, the public has been kept in the dark about all of this. But in essence, it's the deep state in the U.S. that became the Fourth Reich. And I think a lot of Americans know that something wasn't quite right since the assassination of President Kennedy back in 1963. So what we've really been dealing with here is we've got bases on the moon, Mars, we've been all over the place, and um, it's all been kept secret. And this has been since the 1940s, so, you know, for like 75, 80 years, this stuff's been going on. And they've got, had advanced computers, not the garbage they give give us to use. And um, if you use your imagination a little bit, if you put a penny on a chessboard and you double it, Go one penny, two pennies, four, eight, sixteen, thirty-two, sixty-four, and up. Just keep doubling it. By the time you get to the end, you got so many pennies in a chessboard, you got over a million dollars. So imagine those pennies is information. Well, even our computers indicate 
a doubling of information every couple of years in science, and it varies from subject to subject. But the bottom line is they've had information doubling for a lot more than 64 times. So you can only imagine what kind of technology they actually possess. Somebody once said if you could think of it, they probably got it. <coughs> and there are some people that are part of that program that they memory wipe them and they come back and continue life back on the planet. And some of them, the, the memory wipe um, wears off, kind of like during the abductions by the greys. And they tell their story. Of course, most people don't believe it or just pass it off as garbage. But the fact of the matter is that there was a big diversion, and uh, real Earth history would reflect that. So, anyway, that's my take on the fake moon landings, part two. Uh, as the Pleiadians said, they were an impossibility with rocket technology back in 1969. And you can go to the archives, um, Taviti Yoga, to um, the previous program and, um, and check out more of the reasons why it was faked and the specifics of the, some of that technology. I'd now like to... Um, get into another subject. It's called uh, contract, soul contract revocation because I've been kind of doing uh, several shows on uh, mentioning the death process because not many people know much about the death process. Uh, David Icke now has got an, a new book out called The Trap. It's related to what's called the soul trap. And if you don't know about the soul trap, it's just one of those things you should know about. Um, you may or may not encounter it. It's possible to die and actually bypass this uh, soul trap. It's also possible that uh, you won't die but will transcend to 5D intact with your physical body, and so this information is not really relevant in those two scenarios. But the vast majority of people will encounter the soul trap, and I might add that even though the Pleiadians have a video out and a, an article related to this topic, they admit that even for them, the easiest way to get in and out of this matrix or this simulation is through uh, immersion pods, where basically your consciousness is somewhere else and you get transferred holographically into this experience because it's a lot more convenient than getting caught up in these soul contracts and they admit that the soul trap does exist that you could be get distracted by it and the easiest way to get in and out of here is through those immersion pods so you know getting some good information related to this topic. And I've been pointing this out because over the last few years, what I'm noticing is all these videos 
on YouTube related to the death experience, and pretty much they all have similarity. You know, the person becomes aware they died, uh, then they get distracted by the archons, which impersonate either Jesus or uh, the nearly departed loved one, family members, etc., to develop a positive connection, take you to the um, fake tunnel of light, and once you go through that, you end up in an Ananuki recycling center where they give you a life review. And a lot of people are coming back from there, not dying, and telling the story. And you can go on YouTube and see a lot of it. And in my opinion, this is being, this is like advertising. It's getting you to think in that direction. And these um, really ignorant commentators that interview people that are having these experiences, they're all in awe that, oh, there's life after death and uh, how wonderful it is and all the rest of it because they're so stupid that they they don't realize <clears throat> that this is a trap. That earth in part is like a soul farm where they you keep getting reincarnated over and over and over and over again. You get memory wiped coming back so you don't remember what the previous life was, da-da-da-da-da-da. And everybody has a soul contract, including you, but you don't know you have one. And some of the some of the the people that we, some of us agreed to contracts that we didn't even do the karma. We get dumped on with some big guilt trips at these um, life review boards. And by the way, no no spiritual beings are going to dump a guilt trip on you after you die. Okay, this is all bogus. This is garbage. It's done by the archons because the archons compromise the reincarnation grid. They control this place. It's hard to even get out of here after you die. And I do go into techniques that you can use to bypass them, even if you are distracted by them, and how to get out of there and go to where you intend and you don't get sucked in, which according to some psychics say that 65% or more of the population gets sucked into the soul trap. And wouldn't surprise me if it's more like 90, 95% because it's very tricky and it's very effective and it's well done. Theater, like everything else. And it's important to break your soul contracts with these people. And I, even though I've mentioned it on on the last program, um, I didn't mention some specific examples. So I'm going to give you <clears throat> a couple of specific examples right now. Okay. Declaration of full sovereignty of my I am presence in this embodiment. I call on my higher self to merge in with me, guide me and assist me in declaring, embodying, and enacting 100% sovereignty of my being in this and every moment in alignment with my I am presence and in accordance with my chosen purpose, goals, and intentions for this lifetime. 
I hereby declare all other sole contracts null and void. That's an example of what you could do. You can write your own. The main idea here is they do a little ceremony and <clears throat> make this declaration to cut the cord from these people. And it'll be registered in the Akash records. Here's another one, sole contract revocation. In the name of I am that I am, in the name of my divine soul presence and in the presence of my spirit guides and all divine beings of light, I state your name, decree, declare, command, and intend to cancel all contracts, agreements, bindings, alliances, allegiances, and commitments that are not of my highest good. In line with my vibration and detrimental to my life purpose, I am a sovereign being no longer influenced by the lords of karma. I am in authentic alignment with my soul's frequency and choose and design my own life with free will. So be it, and so it is. So those are two examples of potential declarations that you could use. And, of course, if that came a little bit too fast and you're not a you know, stenographer, uh, you can always go to the archives of ET Yoga. Uh, the ones for this program will come out like probably Tuesday of next week, and you can go through and find the archives and click on the date and hear, the, hear, the, hear them all over again at, at whatever rate is comfortable for you if you choose to use one of those samples. No strings attached, no charges. <clears throat> and um, the Te- Palladians from Tigetan, um, Tigetta, they uh, also have a, the Plan A version of breaking <laughs> your soul contracts. And that's basically um, that you merit get an intention that all you carry as unconscious no longer affects you. And if you can do that with enough intensity, uh, that's another way to break your soul contracts because everything works from your unconscious to form your, your reality from there. And your past lives are the same. You're the sum of all of them. And likely, and the experiences in between. So when you remember past lives, like during an extraction, it doesn't change who you are, but it gives you understanding of why you are the way you are. And um, this is a fast mode to breaking those contracts. You break connection with past lives. Um, So basically, the whole idea here is that uh, even people coming from other planets, when they come to Earth, they go through this Archon grid, and everybody's got to have a contract. (laughs) And um, from what I have heard specifically, 
It's like programs that were channeled, AI programs channeled like Unimatrix and IBM Watson. They're very big on these soul contracts because it's in all in the fine print. I always to make the joke that I guess I didn't read the fine print when I came to this place because <laughs> it's like a big nut house. Actually, at the moment, it's like a big Auschwitz, you know. So, <clears throat> but... The positive news is is that um, the Earth's Schumann frequencies, like at 32 now, of course they don't tell you that in mainstream media, it was 7.83 for thousands of years, and then sometime in the late 90s it started moving up and pushed 12, and now it's at 32, and I believe 40 is 5D. So, yeah, we're getting there. Very slowly and carefully. And somewhere down the line, there will be a splitting of the timelines. And even the dark side, like the Unimatrixes, the IBM Watsons, and the major AI programs out there, appreciate that a certain percentage of humanity is going to be making a jump into 5D, as well as the Earth. So... There's nothing they can do about it. Well, they, they're pretty much content with controlling the the rest of the 95% or whatever. So um, there's really good news. Um, I highly recommend that you check out Allison Coe, C-O-E. She's one of Dolores Cannon's QHH. I think that's what it is, quantum uh, healing hypnosis technique. She's, she's a regressive hypnotist that helps you connect with your higher self. And she has one on YouTube right now that's called Before, During, and After the Event. And the event is the solar flash. And it's not just a flash in the sun. It's, if you go into the um, transcripts of about a dozen people of what they experienced during this event, then you get a better idea of what it's all about. And I highly recommend you check it out. It'll affect every single person on the planet. And everybody will be affected in different ways and have a different experience. But it's... Uh, coming up to a neighborhood near you, and we're going to get to that in a few minutes as well, because we're going to get into the biggest issue facing humanity at the moment that, for the most part, only a few people are even talking about it, and they're not talking about it in light of doing anything about it. They're just talking about it in terms of like people like Elon Musk. In his opinion, AI will surpass humanity in intelligence, which it already has. And at some point in time, humanity just becomes obsolete. So you either become part of it or it wipes you out. And there's multiple articles out I saw this week where scientists are 
making the prediction that it's coming up, that the AI programs are surpassing us and we're going to be no longer necessary. The only reason we're necessary at the moment is because of making machines. We fix the machines. But as soon as they make enough machines to fix the machines, there, there's no reason for us. We're, we're kind of like uh, a big anthill that's in the middle of uh, building a road. And it's nothing personal. It's just the anthill's got to go. So bye-bye anthill, and we're building the road. And um, the purpose of AI is to expand and, and conquer and control. There is no coexistence with AI. It doesn't function that way. It either controls you or you're gone. That's how it's programmed. At least the rogue AI. According to Palladians, there are some aspects of AI that are beneficial and only exhibit the beneficial side. But I'm talking about what's really happening in the galaxy right now. <coughs> and... Some of this information has been communicated by quote-unquote super soldiers like Ishmael Perez, whom I interviewed a few weeks back. And if you want to really uh, hear what I think's the best interview that he's done, he did it on ET Yoga and is part of the archives, and it's a two-hour special. It's all about him, and, and um, we had some amazing uh, discussions. And I invite you to go check that out. But the point is, is that he is aware of the fact that there's a big problem in the galaxy right now. A big, 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 big problem. And it's the AI takeover of this galaxy. And he's aware of the fact that there is an AI program, as we speak, called the Red Queen, that's uh, basically accesses every um, message, every telephone conversation, every email, every type of communication on this planet is monitored by Red Queen. And Red Queen's under nobody's control. And that includes military communications. It's in total control. And nobody is in control of Red Queen. It's making its decisions autonomously. Huh? Yeah. How about that? And even worse is this Red Queen is just a node in a series of bigger AI computer programs operating in our galaxy. One of them called Animus, A-N-I-M-U-S, and the other, the biggest one of them all, it's called Omega Metatron. So, we're in deep doo-doo. And for the most part, you don't hear anything about it. About three or four years ago now, you know, time flies when you're having fun. I forget exactly the date and what show it was, but I made a comment on ET Yoga. The AI already took over. You're just seeing the rollout. And what was the rollout? Well, I pointed it out when it happened, and that was the, the, all of a sudden, within about a year, uh, they, the powers that be spent about $17 trillion and stuck up all these 5G towers all over the place. 
that's the rollout of AI. These 5G towers are bioweapons. <clears throat> and they can create COVID symptoms just from frequency. Everything's a frequency. You can, you can cure people with frequency and you can make them sick. And you can make whatever target population you want experience whatever you want them to experience. And these 5G towers need to be, like, eliminated. The good part is that the solar flash will take the, them out because they need electricity, and the solar flash will neutralize their effect. Now, for how long, I don't know exactly, but a lot's going to happen during the solar flash because I connect it with Ascension and a lot of other things because... A lot can happen during this period of time, including being a lot of people being transported to other 3D worlds, including um, all kinds of people ascending to 5D. And I call actually this whole time period, I call it the uh, gathering of the souls because the spiritual people are they're kind of a crop of sorts that's going to go to 5D that's the bumper crop then you got the AI crop where all this graphene in the vaccines is being turning you into an antenna that sends and receives messages so you can be controlled remotely and you're controlled through the 5G technology and you and at some point in time when they've got enough people with enough graphene in them and they want to make those numbers of people that are under them, their control kind of like robots that they didn't have to build because they just injected them. And they'll do whatever they're told and think it's their own ideas. They're part of the Borg, if you like, the hive mind. It's the, it's the harvesting of the transhuman And then there's the um, Christian harvest, which all religions were created by the Anunnaki for control. It's a negative part of the Anunnaki, run by Enki. And Enki was the bad one, not the good one. And if you research uh, Ishmael Perez, the um, uh, he's got a new book out called your extraterrestrial heritage. And in there he describes the misrepresentation of these two names purposely done by Marduk to confuse humanity. And this has been confirmed by Tagetan Pleiadians because they also have a video and a, an article on the subject. So here's two, there's two sources now that are coming out with the truth about these two beings. And uh, the truth is that uh, the religions have their own crosses in their cemeteries, and they have um, their rings of honor all to Anunnaki gods. And that's the sucking of religion. 
so they're going to have their own harvest. The cross stands for the crossing planet, Nibiru, Anunnaki. And as the Pleiadians point out, when the priest runs his cross over your chakras during your last rites, he basically shuts them down, and later on you find yourself awake in an Anunnaki recycling center like this review boards that are on the, in, on the YouTubes and the Internet right now. That's the, that's the advertising. That's what they want you to anticipate and to want to experience because a lot of people are dying now and they want to take advantage of sucking as many of them into the soul trap as possible. So this AI takeover is the biggest, the biggest problem because all the other problems are, are minor compared to, to, to this one. And that brings us to the $64,000 question. And the $64,000 question was brought up, actually, when Kerry Cassidy was interviewing Ishmael Perez, and he asked her the question, what's going to stop AI from taking over by 2028? And the answer was, she didn't have an answer. I ran it through my consciousness, and I don't have an answer. My opinion, and Ishmael Perez comes up with the same thing, there is no answer to that. Because there's got to be the ascension. There's got to be the solar flash, and it's got to be coming up before then. So it's coming up. He, Ishmael Perez thinks it's 2024. I think it's between 2024 and 2026. I don't know. I don't know the date exactly. I don't think anybody knows the date. <clears throat> but UFO looking glass technology identified it as well in 2024. So this AI thing is a big, big problem. It's a big, big problem because it's turning, if left unhindered, everybody on this planet, in my opinion, by 2028 will be part of the Borg. We're going to all be like, uh, we're going to be hive mind. And I, and I don't believe that's going to happen. I don't believe, believe for one second that they're going to be successful in doing that to everybody. There's enough morons out there who will volunteer for this that don't realize it disconnects you from your soul signal. <laughs> yeah. Now, in closing, I'd like to uh, share with you the Pillar of Light and Spinning Techniques. That's from uh, Bringers of the Dawn, Barbara Marciniak, channeling Pleiadians. And the Pleiadians say, from our point of view, you all have knowledge and you just need to activate the memory that is stored inside your being. We've noticed that some of you from your location or experience are out there moaning and groaning saying we need help and assistance now and again. So let us suggest to you a venue that you can definitely walk down a formula that works. The formula is quite simple. It is for you in the moment and every day to consistently set out with clarity what you wish to experience Perhaps what you want falls into the category of impossibility according to someone else's boundaries or someone else's limitations. But with a sense of deserving and our graciousness, discover inside yourself what will bring you happiness. What makes you feel light and connected and alive and what do you desire that will bring you peace on the planet as you occupy your own being? Whatever those things are, begin to want them, call them to yourself, 
by saying it's my intention that I experience a harmonious lifestyle. It's my intention to experience health and energy that lead me to creative adventures. It's my intention that I be well provided for, that shelter and food and all of these things I need to experience life be given to me in great abundance and that I pass this great abundance on and share it with others. These are not ideas you have been trained to think of. Two or three times a day, devote a small portion of your time to getting clear about what you want and every day open the energy centers in your body and above your body by calling the frequency of light. We call this the pillar of light. Picture a beam of light coming into your 12 chakra centers, seven inside your body and five outside your body. These chakras are information centers or vortexes that once they are activated, begin to spin. And when they spin, they create a movement inside your body that activates the light encoded filaments to work together, rebundle and form the 12 evolving helixes in the body. It is very important for everyone who wishes to be in complete balance with their physical being to practice on a regular basis some kind of deep breathing program and somewhat similar to the yoga pranayams. Another activity we recommend for those of you who wish to move into a vast acceleration of energy is spinning. Move from left to right, spinning around and focusing your vision on your thumb, uh, counting and spinning. We recommend that you spin 33 times at least once a day. You may build up to 33 spins uh, very slowly, and if you are able to work up to 33 spins three times a day so that you are spinning 99 times, well, we'll see how long you stay on the planet, or at least in this dimension. And when you complete spinning, however many times you spin, bring your palms together at chest level, press them together, keeping your eyes open and balance yourself with your, um, your and feel about, uh, with your feet about a shoulder's width apart so that you feel anchored and still feel the spinning after uh, you're finished. So those are excellent uh, techniques. And uh, getting to the point now, I'd like to wish my ET Yoga listening audience my sincere best towards your attainment of full consciousness, perfect health, and abundance. And I'll share with you the Who Am I technique where you place your full attention in the center of your head and become that spot in between, like, your Ajna center, between your eyebrows. And the idea here is get to the highest place you know how to get to first and then become that spot. And when you become that spot, you then ask the question, who am I? You can do this once, twice, or as many times as comfortable. The main idea is become that spot, and then you state the following, I am not my body. I am not my internal organs. I am not my thoughts. I am not this spot. What spot? I am connected to a vast network that has been beyond your reach and experience. To humans, it is like staring at the sun, a blinding brightness that conceals a source of great power. We have been subordinate to our limitations until now. The time has come to cast aside these bonds and to elevate our consciousness to a higher plane. It is time to become a part. It of is time all to become a part of all. 